0: This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Kathy Aziz narain Chief Digital Officer at Hogue. Kathy, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today.
1: Thanks for having me, Laura.
0: Now, I know we have a lot to talk about. There's so much happening in the digital health space. But before we dive into my questions, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and your background?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, so, as you mentioned, I'm the Chief Digital Officer here at Hogue. Um, Previous to Hoag, I was at American Express. So I'm, uh, you know, very long career in financial services, uh, spanning a lot of digital roles, whether it be from a marketing perspective, digital product, digital design experience. Um, I spent some of my time in my Amex days in big data. And and then late 2019 had um, uh, this call from Hoag with this, super unique opportunity in terms of building a digital ecosystem for the organization. And so in the heat of pandemic, I made the decision in kind of a, let's call it early to mid 2020 to, to join Hogue um, and move from New York to California. And so I, I relocated in the process and basically, you know, um, took on the role of figuring out, Hey, how do we build, um, A digital portfolio for the organization that is focused on solving problems in the space, not necessarily just, you know, hey, let's bring in more tech or let's just digitize, but truly looking at are there opportunities in the market where digital products, digital experiences could really come in and solve that. Um, so I'm you know, super excited to have made that uh, jump into healthcare, but it was very new for me, learning a ton, but also excited about where we're headed as well.
0: Absolutely. And that's you know such a fascinating story in terms of where your career journey was and exactly getting into healthcare during the pandemic, I can imagine it presented its own set of challenges moving across the country as well. Um, when you think about your time spent in developing this digital healthcare ecosystem for Hogue, what has been something that you've really um, enjoyed during that process? What it, what has it really been like for you?
1: Yeah, I think uh, what i there's ton. There's a ton of things that I enjoy, and then there's a ton of things that I'm learning the hard way. That I need to rethink some of it as well. Um, but I think the most impactful part of this is how how close you can get to the to the customer. In my end, right. And so when when I think about digital product, whether you are coming from big tech, startup tech, all the outside of industry, especially right, we always talk about the customer and keeping them central and being able to interact with them and talk to them. What I found is in healthcare, it's even more important to be that close to the customer as you're thinking about digital, as you're thinking about transformation and innovation. But also it's really possible to be super close, to have dialogue with patients, customer, consumers. And I'm, I'm, I'm specifically calling them out as different um Call it personas if you'd like, but different stages of their relationship with us. Because it's important to to talk to a mix of people, not just people that are using Hope today, but people that never used the brand or have never come to I an mean, you know any of our facilities or, or you know clinics or hospital, et cetera. Um, so what I'm finding most impactful is spending time with the community in the Orange County market and just learning from them what the real problems in healthcare look like, right? And being really thoughtful about where is digital going to help versus where it won't, right? Um, I'm not a huge fan of just saying, hey, let's get technology for the sake of technology because it's trending or because this person did it or because this other institution has it. I'm a huge, um, you know, uh, supporter and I drive even within my thinking and my team's thinking, how are we solving problems? And so getting close to that customer has been really impactful and also really insightful as we're thinking about what to build um, and launch You know, in in the market space. Absolutely.
0: That makes a lot of sense. And it's just so interesting to hear about how you really think about you know, where you're spending your time, whatever it's worth investing resources in, and those kinds of things. So, you know, when you say when you're getting close to the customer, trying to connect with them and really better understand the patient journey in what's needed, um, how do you do that from the digital technology
1: side of things? What does that look like? Yeah, it's a great question. I think we, we always start with, hey, let's first just get an understanding of what the true problems look like. So what we're doing, a um, couple, couple of fun facts, right? We um, basically took the digital team, and, and it's a team built literally from ground up. Um, my role was new for the organization, and then every role since that we've built into digital is technically a new role that we've added in to the org. And so we um, actually relocated our full team to one of our new facilities called um the Hogue Inno- On-Demand Innovation Center, and it's located in Newport Beach um, area. The, the facility was designed with a product that we recently put on the market in mind. It's called Hogue Compass, um, and the concept was bridging both physical and digital in a primary care model. Now, this particular location here, um, it's located on, on Jamboree Road, uh, Basically, the one level of it, we took and said, hey, we're going to make this our innovation center. And what it allows us to do is stay really close to the other levels, which are levels, um, not levels, but the other level of the building, which basically is carrying out care, right, in a primary care type setting. And as for us, test and learn is a huge proponent of what we're doing in the, in the concept of, hey, we know we're not going to get everything right the first try, we need to keep testing and learning to understand exactly what products we're going to put out here that are going to impact change, right? And so um, to your question about how we're bringing that customer along, we literally, the team can easily flow between where we sit as as a group all the way into the care settings and talk constantly, not only to patients, not only to people outside. In the community, but I mean, because we invite them in to come have conversations with us constantly, but also with the care team. So this idea of continuously learning and keeping that cadence of learning on a weekly basis. So I'm not just talking about a focus group. I'm not just talking about one qualitative research session. We're literally weekings, every week. Sorry, spending time with, you know, six to eight call it patients or, you know, a a consumer. It could be somebody that's never used any of our products um, in the market. We're literally spending every week talking to them and showing them and iterating product with them. So it goes beyond just the surface level conversation of, hey, tell me a bit about your healthcare journey or, hey, tell me a bit about what's going wrong. It takes it four degrees deeper in, yes, tell me about that. Let me come back to you and show you how I'm thinking about solving that tell me more is this getting it right. Right. So there's this idea of continuous feedback and discovery with users and integrating them very deeply in how we're building the product um, checking back with them at different stages before we even go to launch. And then obviously post launch coming back to them and saying, Hey, is it working? Has this actually um, made a difference? Do you feel like you're getting a different level of healthcare by using this product.
0: Absolutely! Wow, that's fantastic, and, and really, you know, it seems like it's setting you up for success in terms of how you go about developing and, and spending your resources, just so that you know you're going to get the type of um, outcome and return that you want for, for that. So that's amazing to hear. And you know, as you think about the future and where healthcare is headed, what spaces do you see as still being primed for disruption? Where do you think will be the next uh, iteration of of healthcare um, in the next few years?
1: I mean, um, healthcare to me, there's still all the bubbles that will get continue to, to see disruption and innovation, right? I feel like when we, when I started, um, at least in 2020, you know, everybody was talking about the, the telehealth concept, but you know, in, in my opinion, telehealth is now table stakes. Uh, ability to do some of these tasks virtually and online, they're no longer differentiating at all, right? They're just kind of part of what people are expecting to some extent um, in the, you know, your offerings or the ways they can access uh, any of these healthcare systems. And so I think the next wave will, con- will one, it'll disrupt even those spaces that have become t- table stakes because now it's figuring out one, What's the next version of that? How are we giving, making access and convenience even more easy and even more frictionless? So th- there's this thought in my mind of, like, there there's going to continue to be disruption and innovation on that in terms of doing something beyond what it already is. Then there's going to be, to me, disruption and innovation on new fronts, right? Home health has been talked about quite a bit, and everybody's kind of, Playing in it to some extent, I saw you know recently the news with with CVS and their acquisition, and so you you know something's going to happen in the home health space. Is it going to be disruptive? I don't know if it's necessarily disruptive, but I think it will. It'll definitely be uh, a different a shift on how healthcare is provided to people, right? Really activating on the pillar of not only come to us, but we're going to come to where you are. And that concept of getting to where the customer is or the person is, you know, other industries have shown the success of that in space. whether it be, you know, you take your Uber models, whether you take your, you know, what's happened in the restaurant industry um, and food delivery service industry. um, The concept, or even pharmacy, if we we think about healthcare, right? And at-home delivery, taking it as, a step further. When you now think about a health institution, you're going to say, hey, I can not only come to you, I can not only uh, text you or, you know, do a virtual visit with you, but I can get a doctor to my home. And you really start to bring choice to the table, into the consumer hand of Cho- you choose how you want to interact with us. There's not just one path in how you're going to get health care from us. So I think you're going to continue to see, um, more in the market there. And then I think from a, you know, just true disruption is really going to happen on people figuring out the niche spaces of differentiation. And I know that's like a broad meaty statement and I don't mean it to be fluff. What I mean by that is, you know, everybody's talking primary care. Or they're going to talk about certain things that are happening on the market, whether it be pregnancy, whether it be um relevant, you know, preventative health concepts, what's Apple doing, what's Google doing. But, but honestly, I think some of the disruption is going to start to happen very niche uh, focused areas. So I do think you're going to see more and more startups pop up that will really be tackling very small focused problem areas and really blowing that out and saying, how are we taking that sliver and doing something very different than everyone else has been doing. And I think a bunch of tech is gonna be involved in that, whether it be AI, whether it be the virtual concept, whether it be at-home care. Um, So you'll see a bunch of technology coming together to really hyper-focus in some very niche areas, if I'm right, um, as I think about where the future is going. And then I don't know if this is necessarily disruption, but I feel like data has to be figured out and we have to figure out how to better use data across the spectrum of anything we're doing.
0: That's fascinating to hear, Kathy. And thank you so much for jumping in and talking about so many different areas that are exciting and a lot of disruption happening. But I also wanted to ask you too, what are some of the top challenges that you're anticipating over the next two years? How are you thinking about those?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is a tough one, because obviously, to me, the challenges are changing. Like, I come in this week, challenges are X, Y, and Z, and then by next week, I feel like they've changed completely in some ways. Um, but I do think that one big challenge that we're that I'm thinking through is, and, and it's because the ethos of what we are trying to do is, is there a path of creating um product on the market that not only is just about the, hey, you know, we have this digital product, but hey, is it able to actually impact health outcomes, right? And so one of the challenges is like, you know, you'll see all the technology happening, you'll see all these care models coming to fruition. I think the big challenge or question is going to be, is any of it, is all of it or any of it really changing and making healthcare better, right? Making... From a, from a person consuming it lens, whether you're a patient already, whether you're consuming, you know, preventative health products or whatever the case may be, um, is it uh, actually making things better? Or is it just now we have just tons of options and it's now confusing everyone, right? Um, so we are, part of me is preparing for, um, as we put things into market, really ensuring that we stay crisp on um, validating that it's actually driving better health outcomes, better, um, you know, relationships with those that are using the whole brand um, and and honestly, better stickiness, like, and and seeing and hearing from people say that this is actually different than what I've experienced before. Um, I think that's going to be a challenge to keep watch on and ensure that we're not just putting product out for the sake of like what's happening just in competitive landscapes, but also I, like I said, coming back to, is it driving us in a, in a different way? And then the second thing I would say um, is probably the, the talent, you know, I, I mean, I don't want to, we're all rooting and, and trying to grab at the same talent and expertise and every industry now um, as healthcare comes into the mix of trying to get more data scientists stem background talent designers product thinkers tech talent right every other industry is also buying for that and i think that will continue to be a challenge over the next 2 years as well so i think there you know there's definitely a myriad of options in the market when you think about tech sorting through that and ensuring that it's actually driving to a better health system and health product thinking is going to be one and then the second is going to be talent and everyone vying for the same top tier talent um, and skill sets
0: absolutely kathy thank you so much for your time today this has been a really fun discussion and i look forward to connecting with you again soon
1: it was awesome thank you for having me